This is what you're fighting for. I mean, every day you're out there. What they're doing is blowing people off. If you continue to look the other way and shut up, then the oppressors, the authoritarians get total control and total power. Because this is just like in Arizona. This is just like in Georgia. It's another element that backs them into a quarter and shows their lies and misrepresentations. This is why this audience is going to have to get engaged. As we've told you, this is the fight. All this nonsense, all this spin, they can't handle the truth. War Room Battleground. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. We are witnessing an absolute travesty unfolding on our southern border. On Monday, we apprehended over 10,000 people on the border, the highest level in history. On Tuesday, we apprehended over 10,000 people on the border, again, the highest level in history. There are right now, where we're standing, more than 22,000 people camped just south of the border, getting ready to come across. Just in this location, in less than a month, we've had over 35,000 Venezuelans cross illegally just right here, not counting the whole rest of the border. Every day, just right here, they're encountering, encountering 90 to 100 Chinese nationals. Now, for anyone that doesn't have their globe nearby, China is not immediately to the south of the United States. But 90 to 100 a day are crossing illegally on this border, being smuggled in by Mexican drug cartels. And, and I have to say, I am angry. Because this is deliberate. This is a decision that was made by President Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and congressional Democrats to open up the border to what is nothing less than an invasion. Ask yourself, why is President Biden not here? Why is Kamala Harris not here? Why is Elizabeth Warren not here? Why is AOC, she still owns the white pantsuit, why is she not here with her head buried in her hands? Because they don't give a damn about the dead bodies. Six weeks ago, I asked Secretary Mayorkas how many migrants died in the past year crossing illegally. He said, I don't know. The number's 853. But he can't be bothered to worry about that. I asked him how many women have been sexually assaulted in the last year by human traffickers. He said, I don't know because the administration can't be bothered by that. I asked how many children have been physically and sexually assaulted. Again, I don't know. We're witnessing modern day slavery. And maddeningly, what the Biden administration has decided is they want more. Title 42 is expiring today, and you know what happens tomorrow? Those numbers go up. This is an invasion, and they want the numbers to go up. Let me say to the men and women from the, from the Border Patrol who are heroes, they are extraordinary heroes, and we're down here to tell them thank you, to tell them we love you, to tell them we got your back, even as your political superiors are making it impossible for you to do your job. The Biden administration is really proud now that they have apps on their phone that when someone crosses illegally, they can fill out an application in two minutes. This is the Amazon version of illegal immigration. They're going to make it fast and deliver them anywhere in the country. 
We've seen six and a half million people cross illegally since Joe Biden became president, and the administration wants six and a half million to be 10 million, to be 12 million, to be 15 million, to be 20 million. And the body bags that pile up, they can't be bothered to worry about. I'll tell you, the great state of Texas is on the front lines. The volume is overwhelming. It's got to stop. With today's termination of the final remnants of Title 42, Joe Biden has officially abolished what remained of America's borders and turned the United States into a dumping ground for illegal aliens from all over the world. We've become a third world nation. At this very moment, illegal aliens are lined up by the tens of thousands, ready to break into our country, knowing that even if they are caught, Joe Biden will order them immediately released into American communities. And many of these people are very dangerous. Under Biden, our border is gone, our sovereignty is gone, our national security is gone, and we are quickly becoming that third world nation that I've been talking about for so long. It's happening to us, if you can believe that. The United States of America is now a third world nation. On day one of my new administration, I will end this travesty and restore the sovereign borders of the United States of America. We will immediately resume expedited removals of people that are crossing illegally our border. And following the model of President Eisenhower, we will use all necessary federal, state, local, and military resources to begin the largest domestic deportation effort in American history, to send the border violators back to their home countries, and we will do that immediately. This invasion will not stand. Our country is being invaded. Our country is being destroyed by very, very stupid people. These are stupid people. We have to get them out. We have to take back the White House. Thank you very much. At the stroke of midnight Eastern time, a couple hours before that, along the border out in the southwest, that there would be a flood of migrants, that there were 60 to 65,000 migrants waiting to come into the country. Our reporter, Julia Ainsley, just a few minutes ago from El Paso, said that is not what she's seeing, that is not what she's hearing. So what can you tell us in these early hours after the expiration of Title 42 about what's going on at the border? Thanks so much for having me. Uh, we are seeing uh, uh, people uh, arriving at the border, at our southern border. We are taking them into custody. We are processing them. And if they make a claim for relief and don't succeed, they will be removed. Title 42, the public health authority, ended about seven and a half hours ago. Our traditional immigration enforcement authorities that deliver tougher consequences started immediately thereafter. And there's been one constant through it all. And that is a broken immigration system that Congress needs to fix. And we've heard from Border Patrol agents and leadership down there that this is going to be almost an impossible problem now with the expiration of Title 42, that they're just going to be overwhelmed. What are you doing? What are you putting in place, Mr. Secretary, to help make their job easier? So we've been uh, planning and executing on our plan for more than 18 months. We've been ready, uh, reading for this moment. It's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough transition, as I've made clear. But we've got a plan and we're executing on it. And our plan is very straightforward. There's a right way to seek relief in the United States and a wrong way. There's a safe way and a dangerous way. This president, President Biden, has expanded 
lawful pathways for individuals seeking relief more than anyone else. We have built lawful, safe, and orderly pathways for individuals to seek relief in the United States, where they don't have to place their lives and their life, life savings in the hands of ruthless smugglers that only care about profit, not people. If individuals do not use those lawful pathways, then they will face tougher consequences at the border. They will be removed if they do not qualify for relief. And they will face, after removal, at least a five-year bar from entry into the United States. And if they... Secretary, you said that it's a broken system. Congress needs to act. So write the bill. What um, specifically should be in it? What does Congress need to do? Well, I would uh, thank you very much for that question. I would say take a look at the, the legislation that President Biden presented to Congress on day one of our administration, now about 28 months ago. What a great place to start. Mr. Secretary, we've seen a big influx of migrants crossing from Guatemala into Mexico. What more can this administration do to put pre pressure on the president of Mexico, AMLO, to, to stop that flow of immigrants coming in to, the, to the America's southern border? So we work very closely uh, with the government of Mexico, and we work very closely with the government of Guatemala. I had the, uh, the privilege of speaking with the president of, the, uh, of Guatemala uh, within the last 10 days. And President Biden has spoken with the president of Mexico just this week. Uh, in fact, Mexico is taking action with respect to the security of its southern border. And we are working very closely in partnership with the government of Mexico to address the challenge of migration that is impacting countries throughout our hemisphere. COVID-19 has left us with the biggest refugee movement in this world since World War II. This is not an El Paso issue. This is in El Paso, Mexico, Guatemala, Colombia. All these areas are reeling from the mass refugee movement. So what we've got to do is put politics aside and focus on the root causes. And at the same time, make sure that we have legal pathways for refugees to come to this country. And I'll pull back and I use the Ukrainian example. We had refugees in Mexico from Ukraine just a few months ago. Those refugees are gone. Why? Because we gave them the ability to apply for status from Europe. Uh, Congressman, I, I understand that you've been writing about the root causes of this and looking at the longer term solutions. But right now, this is a political crisis for the White House. Every single television network is showing American and global, by the way, international networks are covering this too, the pictures of people swarmed at the border. How long do you think this particular surge is going to last? We always see an uptick of migrants coming in in spring, but how long do you think this particular moment where there are so many people trying to cross the border is going to last? When will it die down? I can tell you what I've seen, which is uh, at the border, you have Mexican authorities, federal, state and local working with U.S. authorities to make sure we come up with a humane system of keeping migrants at the border until they're processed legally. And it's important to understand that this is not a U.S. problem. This is a regional problem. So irrelevant on how long it's going to take, 
What's important is to know that all of us are working together to make sure we solve this problem humanely. Again, Mexico's working with us, Guatemala's working with us, and other countries around the world. This is what we have to do. Migrants, refugees, this issue is not going away. Even China, the great China economy is reeling. That's why you have a lot of Chinese refugees now at the border, something we've never seen before. Bottom line, let's fix the problem, let's manage it, and in my opinion, what I saw at the border, cameras didn't show this, again, cameras didn't show this, that we are dealing with it in a safe, orderly manner. The big message that you're hearing here in Chicago is that this is not sustainable. So many people saying they want to help, but they say they don't have the resources to be able to provide that service. Okay, welcome. Friday, uh, 12 May in the year of our Lord, 2023. Uh, the first full day of the invasion, and we wanted you to see all the madness and everything. We now know that Abbott and uh, the Texas Rangers are actually active at the border. Abbott has been so, I guess, enraged or so uh, infuriated by what he's seen. He's finally been, you know, brought into action. We had Ken Paxson on the other day. All they talk about is they, uh, they, they, we can't do anything, you know, it's federal law. I think that's changing. As I've said, repel the invaders and let the federal government come down and arrest you. To stand, you got to stand up for your state. I want to bring in Boris Epstein, one of uh, President Trump's uh, closest advisors. Boris, we started with the, the, the great piece that President Trump put out on, on Title 42. Um, but he, he was very succinct, he, very to the point. If we don't have a border, we don't have a country. If we don't have a border, we don't have our sovereignty. If we allow this country to be invaded, and now we know there's 6 million, there'll be 10 million here very quickly, it's, it, it, the country's over. There's no question about this. At the same time, and I'm going to have Harnwell and Todd on tomorrow morning to talk about the difference between the border, southern border of the United States, where Todd will be in northern Mexico, and Ukraine, where Ben is going to report Zelensky's visiting, visiting Rome. Boris, uh, your, your, your perceptions and observations on this invasion of the southern border and the difference between Trump and Trump's policies, the rhinos, uh, these gutless Repu establishment Republicans, and Biden, sir. Honor be with you. Honor be with the posse. This is a very difficult day. And as President Trump said, these are days that are going to live in infamy because we are losing our country. There's no two ways about it. And by the way, the numbers you said completely track again with what President Trump has been saying, which is the estimates from the government are, are a total and absolute falsehood. You talk about at least 10, 15 million, and it's going to continue to grow from there. The end of the southern border is the end of America, as we know it, whatever is left of it at this point, whatever is left of it. Because if you're, and this goes back to the peace of Westphalia, right? And for hundreds and hundreds of centuries ago, when the original, really, city-states and, 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 and statehoods were established uh, in, in the Middle Ages in Europe, when borders were fully established, that is when you saw the growth of countries as we, as we got to know mod in the modern world. And without it, you just, you, there's no way to protect yourself. There's no way to secure yourself. And here's what else we know, that mostly this isn't families and this isn't children. This is middle-aged men coming into our country, and now the federal government is instituting a policy where they're just dropping them off on streets. That is where, we're, where we are in this country. It is despicable. And if you compare it to President Trump's policy, 
the building of the of the wall, which he did finish, as he said, the the, the remain in Mexico policy, of course, Title 42. President Trump secured our border to a level it had never been seen before. And in just two plus short years, the crooked Biden administration has destroyed that. And, you know, we used to think maybe 10, 15, 20 years ago, some people would say, well, you know, the Democrats are just bad at what they do and, and they make mistakes. How can anybody look at the situation at our southern border and think that this is anything but a pointed, advertent, specific, intentional destruction of the United States of America? And if now we know even more about the Biden family's ties to China and other foreign governments. How can anybody look at this and say this isn't being done on purpose? America isn't being destroyed on purpose. That is the only answer. And that's why we need to defeat the Democrats in every election. And, of course, specifically in the presidential election and for President Trump to be back in the Oval Office as soon as possible. President Trump laid out he would stop it. And then in his administration, he's going to have the deportations because you can't allow 10 million illegal aliens. And remember, they don't qualify for asylum. Right now, we had to have a federal judge step in last night, the, the great federal judge in Florida. That was the originator of this, that you can't keep this on forever. That the federal judge came up and said, um, you're, 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 you're not even giving, you're, you're processing and flowing people through here so quickly, you're not even giving dates to them to, to return. Savannah Hernandez, at this very hour last night, was in El Paso and said, hey, she had just t- interviewed a lady and looked at her. hers was 2027, four years. She saw another one that was 10 years. Now we know, Boris, that there's some that are just giving the passes with no time to check in whatsoever, just in the country. And President Trump talks about the tough language we have to have to have, the, the, to, have a, to, to, to realistically get our country back. But this gets to the point of this CNN town hall, and they're still melting down. This shows you how self-obsessed the media is with themselves. They're, they're spending more time about the Caitlin and CNN. I've never, it, it, this epitomizes how, quite frankly, the media is dangerous for this country. We have an invasion on the southern border, and they're spending literally no time on that. They've got some footage down there because it's so outrageous you've got to cover it. But they're st- spending all this time about allowing Trump to have a platform. And President Trump is able to speak to the American people, and they're so freaked out that the audience supporting They say the audience was a bunch of cult members. Uh, now they're all freaked out about the size of CNN's uh, ratings and the support of President Trump. Uh, talk to me about that, the power of the, of the town hall. And I'm actually hearing there are that that uh, DeSantis is even talking to people about that command performance by Trump. How does he beat that, particularly with his numbers imploding? Boris Epstein. Steve, there's no doubt about it. And the poll just came out from Florida Atlantic University right here in Florida. President Trump beating the Florida governor by 28 points, by 28 points, 59 to 31, again, in the state of Florida. This is on the heels of the poll yesterday, which had President Trump beating Ronda Sanctimonious by 26 on the economy in the state of Florida, by 28 on the economy, excuse me. President Trump is absolutely dominating the race. And if you look at that town hall, and if you look at the reaction, you're right, Steve, this has actually been one of the longer lasting news stories in recent memory, much more than the persecutions of President Trump, much more than these hoaxes they throw at him, because President Trump brought the receipts to CNN and opened up the eyes of an audience who hadn't seen him in a long time. And what they saw was somebody 
plus total and complete command over this country, total and complete command over the key issues, total and complete command over what he did to bring our country back from the brink and bring it to greatness, and what he's going to do again. And to your point about the Florida governor rethinking, of course, and everyone said, it's not just MAGA and the war room posse. It's not even just mainstream Republicans. I mean, you got whack jobs like Rick Wilson out there. You posted this on Getter saying it's over. So where's the lane? Hey, you know, if, if the sanctimonious has lost the, the never-Trumpers and the rhinos, where, what's left? Maybe he wants to run as a Democrat? Well, that's his choice. And I will oh, tell you, as I said if you, there's, right? never Trump, there's never Trumpers. There's never Trumpers, and then there's the Lincoln Project. If you've lost right. Rick Wilson in the Lincoln Project, that was so powerful. I pinned it on my getter for 24 hours, where he says it, 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 it was, I think, two-thirds of the way through um, that it was over, that the Republican primary is over. And he also made the point that now other people are making that they have to understand, we know this. We know President Trump's going to win the primary because it's not going to be a primary. We know President Trump's going to win uh, the 2024 election. We know that we're not going to allow this one to be stolen uh, we're going to close on this one because he won in 2020, but didn't close. Uh, we and we know he's going to return to the White House. That's now starting to settle into the Maggie Habermans of the world, the CNNs and the MSNBCs that Anderson MAGA Cooper. is ascendant and Trump is trying and, and Anderson Cooper and Trump is triumphant. Give, give me your assessment of of how that's settling in, because now the war is really going to start. They understand they've, they've got to rev it back, way back up because Trump. And here's the comments I've heard. Not only was it command presence. Nye was a powerful understanding the facts much better than the moderator and the audience was with him and, and it built, it got better over time. So many comments in my getter and, and on the live chat, Trump does not look like he's aged one day. He looks, as, he looks, he looks almost like 2016 again, which I think they're comparing that to Joe Biden and they're totally freaked out. Boris Epstein. Well, Steve, Joe Biden can't get through an interview with Stephanie Rule, which was, Literally, oh, how nice are you and how close are you with the incoming king? Oh, you didn't go because you want to do an interview with me? Oh, you really, you know, so on. You look at this doddering man who you wouldn't trust to, to drive your family to an ice cream store, let alone run the country. And you, we know how crooked and corrupt the Biden crime family is. You compare that with the strength of President Trump. And you're right, Steve. It wasn't just it, the policies, the points on Ukraine, the, the, the Ukraine-Russia war. Energy independence, energy dominance, of course, the border, the economy, those were robust and powerful and completely unparalleled of anything any politician could do, especially in that setting. So, that full stop on that, when you add to it, as you said, Steve, the intangibles, President Trump looking in vintage form and so much better than he did in 2016. And being able to command that presence and look at the end there when they pulled, when CNN ended it. You know, Caitlin Collins runs off the stage. President Trump stands in front of an adoring standing, a standing room only crowd at that point. They're giving him a standing ovation. And Anderson Cooper on CNN, what did he say? They, he said this can happen, and it is happening. This is an acknowledgement from the heart of the mainstream media, the heart of the beast, that President Trump is here, he's here to stay. And he's winning. President Trump and MAGA are winning. And why? Because the American people are realizing more and more and more that the only way to get our country back is with President Trump in office. And there's no parallel. And hey, as some 
you know, including Bill Maher, have said, why would anybody want a cheap tribute band if you've got the real thing in a full force right here? And right. let's be honest, the, the pretenders have been exposed. And again, as I said to you yesterday, gas is $4 a gallon here in Florida. So uh, this whole let's bring the Florida blueprint to the rest of the country. By the way, I just, I just, I just, I just, I just had uh, my brother tell me that gas in Tucson is five dollars and nine cents. You five dollars and nine cents in 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 a swing state of Arizona, you got it at over four bucks. In Florida, you have a problem. Uh, Boris, before I let you go, I want to make a a, a kids uh, little league analogy. Stephanie Rule was coach pitch. Uh, Caitlin Collins had the mercy rule applied. That's why this thing stopped at uh, 70 minutes into it, just abruptly ended. Uh, the producers in her ear say, hey, we're bringing this. We can't do this anymore, <laughs> right? We can't do it. You, you, need a, you need a cut man in the corner because you're, you're, you're bleeding out all over the stage. Trump's so fully dominated. But Boris, how do people get to, I want to make sure they get all the polls. I know you get up on your social media, particularly the Florida Atlantic new poll, Trump 59, DeSantis 31 in the state of Florida. Where do people go for your content, sir? Steve, love the analogy. And by the way, Coach Pitch from Stephanie Rule and MSNBC to crooked Joe Biden, CNN wanted to be Randy Johnson and be throwing 105-mile-an-hour heaters. <laughs> what, what they got instead was Babe Ruth out there swatting home runs. Yeah. It's an by, by the way, very forgive you thing. We, we, hold on, hold on, hold on. We, we, we love the thing so much. At the end of the show, we've, we've got a compilation of all eight questions in the full President Trump response. It takes about 12 minutes, but you got to see it. We've mashed it up together. It's an un- incredible piece of content. Boris, real quickly, how, how do people get to you in all your content? No doubt about it, Steve. Honored to be with you. Honored to be with the posse. My information, the website is hot. Sign up right now at BorisCP.com. Hot on BorisCP.com. Hot on Getter at BorisCP. Twitter at BorisCP. Hot on True Social at Boris. And the hottest on the ground. Boris underscore Epstein. Stay strong, God bless, and Shabbat Shalom. Boris, thank you very much for taking time. I know you have important meetings down in Mar-a-Lago. Thank you for taking time and breaking out. Okay, uh, we have Steve Stern. I also have the pastor. Uh, I also have the uh, head of the pastors for Trump. We're going to have that. Also, uh, the great staff in Memphis in the war room have put together a compilation of all the questions and all the answers of President Trump all put together. It will blow you away and show you the heart of that and why people gave him a standing ovation at the end. Short commercial break. Back in the battleground with War Room in a moment. For War Room veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in extreme short supply across the United States. But you know that because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed 
by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical, that's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. In today's world, we face challenges like government overreach, attacks on communication, global conflicts, and natural disasters. And relying on your cell phone in these scenarios simply won't cut it. That's why I've been partnering with Satellite Phone Store over the last year to help you stay prepared and ensure your vital communication remains private. They're one of America's largest satellite telecom companies with thousands of happy, well-prepared customers. For a limited time, get an Inmarsat, Insat phone, Iridium 955 satellite phone for free. Let me repeat that. An Inmarsat, ISAT phone, or Iridium 955 satellite phone for free. These are top of the line. Iridium phones work anywhere on earth with a clear view of the sky. Cell coverage reaches only 7% of the earth, while Iridium covers 100% of the earth. Satellite phones provide secure communication with no tracking or eavesdropping. Even the U.S. military uses Iridium. If cell towers go down for any reason, your satellite phone still works. Now, don't miss this offer. In addition, we work with the folks at the Satellite Phone Store to secure a special discount for our subscribers. Use promo code STEVE50 to waive the $50 activation fee. Let me use that again. The promo code STEVE50, STEVE50, to waive the $50 activation fee and get 10% off products like generators, Faraday bags, or solar panels in May with code Steve2023. Let me give that to you again. You get 10% off products like generators, the Faraday bags, or solar panels in the month of May with code Steve2023. Now visit Satellite Phone Store today. Go visit sat123.com. That's sat123.com. Life can change in an instant. So don't wait. Stay prepared, connected, and protect your privacy. Visit sat123.com. Junk science. That's what the doctor called many of those fruit and vegetable supplements. Junk science because they use extracts of common produce department fruits and vegetables with few health benefits. Now look, I take Field of Greens because it's the whole organic fruit and vegetable, not a watered-down supplement and it's backed by a better health promise. Each ingredient in Field of Greens was scientifically chosen to support vital organs like heart, lungs, and kidney health. Others support my immune system, blood pressure, metabolism, and healthy weight loss. I don't eat as healthy as I should. I got that, I know it, I own it. That's why I take Field of Greens. Like me, you'll probably look and feel healthier fast and have way more energy, and I mean way more energy. But your best proof will be at your next checkout checkup when your doctor says, hey, 
Whatever you're doing, it's working. Keep it up. Let me get you started with 15% off. Visit fieldofgreens.com. That's fieldofgreens.com. And use promo code Bannon. That's promo code Bannon at fieldofgreens.com. Take action, action, action. Do that today. Right now, many Americans are feeling powerless. You know the feeling. The economy isn't stable. Crime continues to plague our communities. And those in charge do not seem to care. There's something empowering about knowing that you have the skills to defend yourself. And that's why I endorse iTarget Pro. This revolutionary system allows you to dry fire practice with your actual firearm at any time in the safety and privacy of your own home. No more inconvenient trips to the range and you will save a ton of money on practice ammo. Just download iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into your firearm and start your training experience. Improve muscle memory, increase reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger control, and much more. iTarget comes in all the major calibers, including 223, so you can stay sharp with almost any firearm. Save 10% plus. Get free shipping with the offer code Bannon when you go to itargetpro.com right now. Don't rely on the government to make you feel safe. Empower yourself with iTarget Pro. That's the letter itargetpro.com itargetpro.com and the offer code is Bannon. Hello, I'm Steve Stern, CEO of Flagshirt.com, a third generation veteran-owned small business. I believe that the American way of life is for all of us. I'm asking you today to visit Flagshirt.com. Help keep the American dream alive. Be a flag waver. Carry a nation's heritage. Use Coupon code ACTION10 for 10% off site-wide and buy a flag shirt today. Action, action, action. I think it's very appropriate, uh, given uh, what we've gone through today on this show, what you've seen all day. Tomorrow is going to be just as tough. Tomorrow we're going to have Todd Benzman. We've got uh, Ben Ben Harnwell on. Uh, There's an invasion on the southern border, and this is why guys like Steve Stern, Steve Stern is so optimistic. Steve Stern has such a strong love for this country. Remember, he has the flag shirt company. Uh, we've got Memorial Day coming up, Fourth of July coming up. Uh, he believes in the uh, in old glory in America. And remember, today, how did we start the show on the first thing this morning? We talked about the last invasion of the United States in 1814. And how did it, when we repelled it, and by the way, the British came and, and, and got all the way to Washington, burned the White House. Then they were repelled. The, the battle took place in the, the other huge battles around Baltimore. There was a 25-hour gun battle, a 25-hour gunfight around Fort McHenry. And what inspired uh, Francis Scott Key at the end of it was Old Glory was still there. That's what it is. Go check out the flag shirt today because I think now more than ever, we need to embrace the great symbols of our nation. We need to embrace the... Um, um, the power of what these symbols and imagery is. Your country is being invaded right now. And, and, and finally, Abbott and, and, the, and the Texas Rangers and others are standing tall and saying, hey, they don't care what the federal government says, but this is, this is, this is going to be quite a war. Okay, I want to pivot to what you're about to see here in, in a few minutes, and this is what the, the importance of this. The CNN town hall the other night 
was a seminal moment in modern political history, modern American political history, and particularly so much about what we talk about the information war. The mainstream media is a even stronger element than the apparatchiks, the apparatchiks that, that run our government, the factotums and apparatchiks that run our government that have done things like the invasion of the southern border, completely think it through, think through the controlled flow issues, all of that, and actually have this happening and have it exacerbating. And having Mayorkas, that's what we started with, Mayorkas gaslighting you. Remember, he's gaslighting you at every second of every day. He's gaslighting you. Um, and that's why it's so powerful that President Trump did the town hall. They were expecting to kneecap President Trump. CNN had anticipated that they were going to end the rise of President Trump. They were going to end the rise of MAGA, being MAGA ascendant, and they were going to do it at this town hall and have Caitlin Collins as the assassin. Although trying to go for, and they are trying to go for a broader audience, a more of a centrist audience, but they consider Trump an extremist. They consider you an extremist. Remember, they consider you a domestic terrorist. Look at the meltdown they've had. And one of the things I noticed as I watched this, I said the Patriots in New Hampshire, it's the reason that we've had New Hampshire as the first primary state. These people are used to questioning candidates who want to be commander-in-chief. They're used to questioning candidates who want to be the chief magistrate. They're used to questioning candidates who want to be the chief executive of the government. They are, in fact, the first primary state because they've had a They've done a very solid job of weighing and measuring people and asking tough questions, but relevant questions and not cheap shot, not what we call wise guy questions or cheap shot questions, tough questions they want answers for. And remember, CNN, these guys are running around now. Oh, Trump gave him so much weapons in his answers. We're going to let you decide. What we've had, and I've played this over the last couple of days, is just, is just the questions combined. I think they're eight or nine questions just combined from these from these. These patriots, you know what these are? They've been called cultists. They've been called members of a cult. They've been called members of the MAGA cult, of the extreme domestic terrorist, white nationalist, white Christian cult. That's what they've been called. That's what they've been called. We'll let you decide. Because I want to thank uh, the production team, uh, 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 Logan House and the team in Memphis and my own team here in the war room. What we've done is a compilation. No one else has done this. We've, we've compil we have a compilation of the questions and the answers, all mashed together, all back to back to back. So you cut out all the, Caitlin cut out, well, Caitlin Collins, I think, of, of a few seconds of this, asking the following questions. But you get to hear American voters, American citizens, and what's on their mind. And these are great questions. They're not good questions. They're great questions. And why is that? the common sense of the American citizen, the common sense of the American voter. This is why they are trying to suppress so much of the real information about the financial crisis in our nation, the debt crisis. And President Trump answers that with an answer you haven't heard before and an answer that has official Washington tied up in a knot to call their bluff that it's all a lie. As E.J. Antoni showed you this morning on the show with the math, that there's no, we'll pay off all the government securities. There's no chance we can de default on the debt of the United States. President Trump, on every other aspect, it's just magnificent. So what we've done, and I want to thank, thank you, and, and we'll clip it later so that you can actually keep it and share it with your friends. I think it takes about 12 minutes. But you're going to see for the first time the real town hall with the moderator and, 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 and her harping on President Trump and hectoring President Trump. That's all cut out. 
you're going to hear American citizens from the state that traditionally holds the first primary, that has a level of discernment, that knows how to weigh and measure leaders, their questions directly to an individual who uh, won the presidency in 2016, had an enormously successful um, presidency of peace and prosperity, then won it again in 2020, and had it stolen from him. And now, instead of retiring and just going playing golf and stopping like Cincinnati, he's returned from the plow to come back and offer his services to the American people. Make sure you watch this. It's incredibly impressive. And then we'll get it clipped. We'll get it up with Captain Bannon and Grace. Uh, we'll, we'll make sure that you have it as a force multiplier to push this everywhere. Okay, we're going to return to the town hall, the, the seminal event so far in this political process, along with maybe President Trump's to East Palestine, Ohio. We're going to go back to New Hampshire. We're going to go back to the Granite State. We're going to go back to people that live by the creed of live free or die. The CNN town hall, Donald Trump, and the citizens of New Hampshire now in the war room. Thank you for coming, Mr. President. Thank you, Wayne. My, my, pres- my question to you is, will you pardon the January 6 rioters who were convicted of federal offenses? I am inclined to pardon many of them. I can't say for every single one, because a couple of them, probably they got out of control. But, you know, when you look at Antifa, what they've done to Portland, and if uh, you look at Antifa, look at what they've done to Minneapolis and uh, so many other, so many other places, look at what they did to Seattle and BLM, BLM. Many people were killed. These people, I'm not trying to justify anything, but you have two standards of justice in this country, and what they've done, and I, I love that question, because what they've done to so many people is nothing, nothing. And then what they've done to these people, they've persecuted these people. And yeah, my, my answer is, I am most likely, if I get in, I will... Mr. President, right, uh, so my question is, what do you think about the United States' current debt situation, and how can we move forward? Uh, such an important question. So we're at $33 trillion, a number that nobody ever thought possible. When we had our economy rocking and rolling just prior to COVID coming in, like literally, we were making a fortune. And oil, we were going to make so much money from oil, we were going to start paying off debt. But then with COVID coming in, we had to do other things. We had to keep this country alive because it was so serious. But we have to get the country back. We have to lower energy prices. We have to lower interest rates. Interest rates are through the roof. Energy has to come down. It all has to come down. And we have to start paying off debt. But when we have a debt limit, and they used that very seriously in me. They came in, Schumer came in with Nancy Pelosi, and they were using it, we'll violate it, we'll do whatever. They talked a whole lot different than they do right now. I say to the Republicans out there, congressmen, senators, if they don't give you massive cuts, you're going to have to do a default. And I don't believe they're going to do a default because I think the Democrats will absolutely cave because you don't want to have that happen. But it's better than what we're doing right now. Because we're spending money like drunken sailors. So you know just to expression? be clear, Mr. President, you think the U.S. should default if the White House does not agree to the spending cuts Republicans well, are demanding? We might as well do it now because you'll do it later. Because we have to save this country. Our country is dying. Our country is being destroyed by stupid people. Coming. Uh, this is a bit of a pivot, but uh, with gun <laughs> violence and mass shootings in the news cycle recently, I'm worried that state governments and the federal government are going to act to repress gun rights. 
Uh, under your administration, you uh, instructed the Department of Justice and the ATF to ban bump stocks. If elected president again, how would you act not only to defend our Second Amendment rights, but to restore rights that have been taken from us, um, such as, by example, recently the ATF's ruling on the pistol stabilizing braces? Yeah, as you know, the bump stocks are actually a very unimportant thing. And NRA, I went with them and they said it doesn't mean anything. They were actually all they do is teach you how to shoot very inaccurately. So we did that. Uh, there's been nobody that's protected the Second Amendment, as you know, like I have. I protected it through thick and thin, not easy to do. But we have a very big mental health problem in this country. And again, it's not the gun that pulls the trigger. It's the person that pulls the trigger. And we have to protect our Second Amendment. We have to protect our Second Amendment. Mr. President, you don't. Thank you. I appreciate you answering this question this evening. How do you plan to appeal to women voters in New Hampshire who are concerned about the Dobbs decision and how states may change their laws? It's such a great question, and it was such a great victory, and uh, people are starting to understand it now. Uh, you know that they wanted to bring it back to the states, but that was probably the least important part of that victory. Getting rid of uh, Roe v. Wade was an incredible thing for pro-life because it gave pro-life something to negotiate with. Pro-life had absolutely nothing being stuck in Roe v. Wade to negotiate with. And now what's happening, and I see it all over, uh, deals are being made, deals are going to be made, and it, it, look, everybody that was president wanted to get rid and tried to get rid of Roe v. Wade. You mean For 50 years, Republicans. For 50 years, this has been going on, actually a couple of Democrats too, but for 50 years, this has been going on. I was able to do it, and I was very honored to do it, but by doing it, Things are happening that are very, very positive. And you have to, I happen to believe in the exceptions, the life of the mother, rape, incest, like Ronald Reagan believed in the exceptions. But I happen to believe that. I think, it, I think it's frankly important to do that, but a lot of people are, uh, you know, against that. A, small, a relatively small, relatively small number. But the, so way, I, the way I look, I think it's very important to say this. I consider the other side to be radical because the other side, under Roe v. Wade and other things, the other side... They're radical because they will remember the debate with Hillary Clinton. I said, rip the baby out of the womb at the end of the ninth month. They will kill the baby in the ninth month. If you look at that crazy governor of Virginia from the former governor, where he said, no, the baby will be born, and then we'll decide essentially whether or not to execute but the Mr. baby. But, Mr. President, can we talk about what you would do if no, you are No, but these are the radical are people. It's not the pro-life people that are radical. But if you are re-elected and you're back in the Oval Office and you get legislation to your desk, would you sign a federal abortion ban into law? Uh, what I'll do is negotiate so that people are happy. But the fact that we were able, I was able, I'm so proud of it, we put three great justices on the Supreme Court. We have almost 300 federal judges on the Supreme Court. The just fact, to be clear, just to be clear, Mr. President, you, you would sign a federal abortion well, ban into I, I law. I said this. I said this. I want to do what's right. And we're looking. And we want to do what's right for everybody. But what's right? But now, for the first time, the people that are pro-life have negotiating uh, capability. Because you didn't have it before. They could kill the baby in the ninth month or after the baby was born. Now they won't be able but to I do that. But I think the current administration has made it clear that we should continue to provide military equipment to Ukraine so that they can defend themselves. Do you support this decision? And how would you deal with the increasing threat posed by Vladimir Putin? First of all, thank you very much. It's really nice. And it's an important question, so important, because we're giving away so much equipment. We don't have ammunition for ourselves right now. We don't have ammunition for ourselves. We're giving away so much. But here's the thing. I have to say it to start off. No longer matters. 
If I were president, this would have never happened. And even the Democrats admit that. Putin knew it would have never happened. And his pipeline would have never happened. A lot of things would have never happened. But this Which would Democrats never have happened. That, and Mr. all those president? dead people, both Russian and Ukrainian, it would, they wouldn't be dead today. And all those cities that are blown up and disintegrated right to the ground, that wouldn't have happened. Okay. Now, here's the problem. We've given so far $171 billion. They've given, meaning they, meaning European Union, which is approximately the same size altogether as our economy. They've given about 20. So we're at 170, let's say, and they're at 20. Uh, you don't have to know too much about history to realize, or geography, to realize that they're a little bit more affected than we are, okay? So they've got to put up a lot more money because they're taking advantage of us like every other country did. That's why I ended NAFTA and replaced it with the USMCA, Mexico, But on Canada. this issue, Mr. President, I, I should know, I don't know any Democrats who have said they don't believe Putin would have been invaded if you were president, but her question is, would you continue to give Ukraine money and weapons if you're elected? Uh, What's the answer? I have a very good relationship with uh, President Zelensky because, as you know, he backed me up with the, with the phony uh, impeachment, impeachment hoax number one, when he said... The president didn't do anything wrong. So that was I happened when you to like. For an so I happened to like. Yeah, that's weapons. right. And it, it was. I was totally exonerated, by the way. Just a waste of time and money. You were impeached over that. Yeah, you were impeached, impeached over that. But let's stay on topic here, Mr. President, because the question is, would you give Ukraine weapons? I was and impeached funding? by a crazy woman named Nancy but Pelosi. But the question here the is, would you give Ukraine weapons and funding if you were? I elected? would sit down. Let, let me just put it a nicer way. Uh, if I'm president, I will have that war settled in one day, 24 hours. Good evening, Mr. President. Title 42 is expected to expire tomorrow. Our southern border and now our northern border are experiencing record migration. We learned on May 2nd that the Biden administration plans on deploying 1,500 troops to the southern border. Do you agree with deploying troops to the border, and how will a Trump administration slow down the rate of migrants coming across all our borders? Sure. A very fair question, especially since tomorrow is going to be a day of infamy. You're going to have tens of thousands of people pouring into our country. Even the judge, you know, the judge overruled them when they wanted to terminate it early. And he said, you know that you better extend this thing. The judge in Texas said, I hope you're going to extend this. But this is my policy that they're letting terminate because they lost in court. They wanted to go earlier. You're going to have Millions of people pouring into our country right now at a level that nobody's ever seen before. These people are sick. Anybody that wants this to happen to our country, they're destroying our country, and this should not be allowed to happen. How they're not going to do a version of Title 42 or my Title 42, which was tough, if people are sick and have infectious diseases and lots of other problems, we don't want them being into our country. We have enough problems right now. We have problems like we've never had in the history of our country. Thank you, Mr. Trump. Thank you very much. I'm 26. I'm a veteran. I uh, help manage a private aviation company. Um, you want a job? I'd love one, yeah. I'm looking, yeah. I'm looking for somebody very good. I, uh, I'm not for mandates or government interference in private business, but right. I've seen Republicans going after us like DeSantis after Disney. Right. What would you do as president to protect us from government interference? Well, I'm the one that really wants to protect you. All of these fake investigations of me are about election interference. They think, because I'm leading Biden by 11 points, 7 points, 9 points, I'm leading the sanctimonious by a lot. 
by 40 points or 45 points, I think he ought to just relax and take it easy and think about the future, because right now his future is not looking so good. I will tell you this. We are really putting it to Biden, but he's putting it to himself because the economy stinks, inflation is horrible, and the border is a disaster. And by the way, the way he got out of Afghanistan was the single most embarrassing moment in the history of our country. Hi, thank you so much for coming to New Hampshire to answer our questions. My question is regarding the economy. Over the past two years, we have seen the prices for everything skyrocket. From food to gas to utilities and insurance costs, many people's bills are up several hundred dollars a month, including mine. If elected president again, what is the first thing you would do to help bring down the cost to make things more affordable? Drill, baby, drill. We were energy independent. We were soon going to be energy dominant. And nobody had ever done what I did. We got oil down to $1.87. Actually, it fell lower than that in some cases. We had to save the oil companies the, the price was getting. So we were doing incredibly. We had the greatest economy in the history of our country, probably the greatest economy in the history of the world. We were energy independent, soon to be energy dominant. We were going to be bigger than Russia and Saudi Arabia put together times two. We have more liquid gold under our feet than any other nation, any other nation. And these stupid fools ended it. And energy went from $1.87 and even lower for gasoline, for a car. They went from $1.87 to five, six, seven, eight, and even $9. And your electricity bills went through the roof, your heating bills went through the roof. And that's what started inflation, and it hasn't stopped because people are paying now for bacon and for eggs and for the two and three times what it was just a little while ago. We created the greatest economy in history. A big part of that economy was I get, got you the biggest tax cuts in the history of our country, bigger than the Reagan cuts, bigger than any... And, and also, Caitlin, also, as you know, we got the biggest regulation and regulatory cuts we, this place was rocking, and then we were given a gift from China, and China paid a big price. And let me tell you something, I took in hundreds... Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOMHEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. 
You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.